Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! And belly on up to my nine foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris, his name is Bill, Mike is playing music. This is Southside Pod, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb for the Southside. It's all brought to you by Elite Benefits of America. Butch Zemar wants to help you and your company get better insurance for your employees. Small and mid-sized companies, if you're an HR person, if you own the company, it doesn't matter when you start this process. In fact, the moment you're done with your open enrollment, it's time to get going again, especially if you're going to make some changes. Get all your options, find out what you missed, Give Butch Zemar a call today, 708-535-3006, or check him out, everything he's about, at EliteBenefits.net. So this week on Southside Pod, I'm actually going to cheat a little, because I spent last weekend, and the back end of last week, drinking in Kentucky at the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. And I tried to drink all the bourbon. But as a result, some of this show, not a lot of it, but some of this show may have interviews or sound bites mixed in with new material there might be some older material not from Southside Pod but from other podcasts unless you listen to other shows on the broadcast basement on demand radio network there's no way you're going to know which is which so don't worry about it it's just me being lazy and hungover that's how you rev people up to listen to your podcast for the next 30 minutes last week if you missed it check out our best of where we started talking about pizza in Chicago we got a lot of suggestions for Southside Pizza that we need to try. So this is not decided yet. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. I have a best of, though, that I want to add to our list of best ofs that we're trying out on the Southside. So here we go, Bill. Best cheese curds. Best cheese on the curds. Those are usually like a, like a Wisconsin thing, which is I way know. north. I know. But they have them on the south side? But I, well, you know you get them at the Culver's, and there's a few other yeah. places. Cousin Subs has now moved right, in, and they're right, a Wisconsin right. company. You see them bouncing around. Okay. There's a couple of places that do them, different restaurants. But I found the best cheese curds okay. on the south side. Imagine a cheese curd, a warm, delicious mound of cheese, right? Yeah. And it's breaded. The breading is light. Is that what a cheese curd is? Like, I get with cheese curds that like was in Wisconsin. When you go up to Wisconsin, you get the cold ones that are basically yeah, just right. like a piece of cheese, right? Okay. So this I'm is talking like... about the ones that are warmed up, they're fried, those ones. Okay. Okay. Like you get, like I said, at Culver's, you might yeah. get them at. Okay. 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 All right. So this one, the breading is garlic butter. Oh my. So it's a cheese curd that tastes okay. as though it is wrapped yes. in garlic bread. This is the most south side thing in the world. Yeah. Like this one clogs your arteries. This one I don't think could be served in most places. It would kill a mortal man. <laughs> but not, but not a, a Southside man. man. A Southside man goes, give me two orders of those. Correct. And some ranch one dressing to, go. to put in there. Right, right. exactly. Some ranch. Some marinara and some ranch. <laughs> I think it's served with both. Okay? Of course it is. And these curds will come and you can sit down and it's in a brewery. It's an open outcry brewing. 
up on Western Open Avenue. Outcry, the at about with, 109th and uh, and Western. Place with the swings. Yeah, yeah, they have swings inside of their place. There's a couple of Jeez couple Christ. of tables that have swings. We've had them on the show before, and uh, they normally have a rooftop patio. But in the winter time, and I'm sure they're up by now. If they're not up, they'll be up there soon. They put those cabins, cabins right? up there. They're heated cabins, and you go, you Very reserve cool. the cabin, and you bring your group up there, right. and you get beer as part of the package, and you have a big party. And you up get on a waitress. You don't have to leave the cabin. Yeah, you get your own waitress. You sit up there, and, the, and you're up on the rooftop. Really cool. And they decorate them in the different like motifs. Nice. It's really kind of neat. So yeah, but the cheese curds. They make other great stuff there. Yeah. But the cheese curds, I declare, the cheese curds are I open. I declare. Outcry. I declare it are the best on the South Side. Prove me wrong at SouthSidePod.com. Best cheese curds. Yeah. You've got a couple of weeks. Nobody says it. I'm awarding them the, I'm awarding them the prize. That's how this works. Okay. Any best ofs that you've got lately? Anything else that you've uh, been able to come up with? Or you I just... mean, I'm going to go with the best podcast on the South Side. <laughs> is... Which one? Which one? I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> a pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Hanging at one of my favorite spots in the entire South Side and with John Brand at Open Outcry. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Yeah. I've never had this style of beer before, so describe it for everybody. It's, it's, it's a style that not a lot of people are familiar with, but it, it's overlooked, but it's really interesting. It's called a wheat wine. A wheat wine is uh, a beer that is what it sounds like. It's, it, it's grain bill is showcasing wheat, but it's also incredibly boozy and it's also very high in alcohol. This one is 11.5%, uh, so it's, it's a big beer. Uh, if you haven't had a wheat wine before, maybe the best way to benchmark this beer is if you, maybe if you've had a, a barley wine. It's not a barley it's wine. It's not the same. I mean, I, I was I, I asked you that beforehand. I was like, is this like a barley wine? You're like, no, it's not. Ex-. And, and you know, when I tasted it right away, I could taste sweetness. Yeah. It's not. It, I actually like this better than yeah. barley wine. And also, like the wheat thing. Like sometimes I know I'm not a big wheat fan, but I didn't even I, unless you tell me that it's a wheat beer or a wheat wine, I can't even figure out there's wheat in it. Most people aren't familiar with the style, so I'll use barley wine to benchmark it, but it's not a barley wine. The difference between a barley wine and a wheat wine uh, is wheat wines tend to be lighter in color and in body. Uh, they're less aggressively hopped and thus less, less, less bitter. Uh, you also use ten, we also use lighter malts in wheat wine than in barley wines, so the mouth feels a little bit softer. And the yeast that you use in a wheat wine definitely imparts some, uh, some aggressive fruity uh, fruity notes in it. So when you drink this, you would expect sweet, malty, fruity, uh, high in alcohol with a significant bready flavor, and of course 11.5%. So perfect for uh, days like today, where it's a little a little cold outside and you want to warm the insides up. It's a it's a great beer, and not a lot of people are familiar with the style, and it's it's something different to try. Is this beer complicated? Because to me, it's complex. It's something I have never tried before. So I assume that Will Turner, your brewer, this was a difficult one or this took a long time. What is this like compared to like making another beer? Just like everything Will makes, that's 30 years of brewing experience to put to construct something like that. By the way, it's the first wheat wine he's brewed here. So that is uh, with very little R&D, him leveraging 30 years of experience to put together a really complex beer and to make it well on the first time. It's just impressive what he does back there. Uh, is that harder, a harder beer to brew than most? Well, when you're dealing with a high alcohol 
beer, any high alcohol beer, and you're managing yeast and, and, and wrangling yeast and trying to get yeast to do a certain thing, it does require a lot of skill and experience, and clearly Will is able to do that when you, when you drink that beer, you see it. Oh, he pulled it off. I love this thing. Yes. Go to openoutcrybrewing.com or just stop in 10934 Southwestern Avenue. My friend, every time I'm here, there's something new and exciting. And sometimes it's two or three things. And you keep it interesting, which I appreciate. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you too. Nice seeing you. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over Of beer. I had this idea. This is dangerous. In which we're going to pick a suburb. Okay. And talk a little bit about that area. Just okay. things that we like about it, stuff like that. All right. And then I'm going to visit the area and we'll be able to mix in things with that area while we talk about like it. So, a like tour, an entire tour show. Of blank. Right, an entire, like, yeah. Southside Pod does a tour of Blue Island. Southside okay. Pod does a tour of Lamont. Southside Pod does a tour of Palos. Palos is probably going to be all three of the Paloses. Because yeah, if you don't live in Palos, the heights, the you think it's all the, one thing. What is it? The heights, the, the park. The heights, the park, and the hills. The hills. The yeah. heights, the park, and the hills. My grandmother lived in Palos Hills. It's Wonderful. very hilly. Like, they came up with a name basically because there were hills. Do they hate each other? I don't know. Is it like a... I think there's like a, a hierarchy. Is there? I believe so. Heights seems like it's the one that always... Any time you say heights, it's probably not the good one. Really? Yeah, I is think that what so. You think? Yeah. Really? I think. I you don't think know. Heights is like the rough and tumble I'm not sure place. about Payless, but I think just the name Heights. No, I think Payless Heights is that one seems to be the bigger one of the to three. To me, like that's like the city. And yes. the other two are the smaller ones. All right. I think right. I think Hills is the place to be. Well, Hills is basically just a bunch of hills and homes. Right. Like that's what but I remember I'm it talking being. Like property Very small amount of stuff that's in there. Yeah, like, maybe. I don't know. Affluent. You're just guessing at this point. Uh, absolutely. Though. You have no idea. I'm wondering. The heights might just put them all the shape. We shame. can put this in the best. We can put this in the best of the satellite. The best payless. <laughs> the best payless. <laughs> the vote for your best payless. The best payless. <laughs> Terrible. I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell him we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. It is now time for your South Side Sound Check. Live music is back at many venues. Check out these. Friday night at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park starting at 10 p.m. Ultra Beat is going to be there. Get online and reserve a spot right now because they're expecting a big crowd. On Saturday, they have an ugly sweater 
Party going on starting at 8 p.m. And at 9 p.m., Blackened and Maiden take a stage. Another stage in that venue will have Boy Band Night starting at 10 p.m. So Blackened, Maiden, Boy Band Night. Very different crowds at Bourbon Street on Saturday. Also Saturday night in Blue Island, Railway Gamblers, Paul Doug and Shannon Baker all at the Blue Island Beer Company, 13357 Old Western Avenue in Blue Island. Kicks off at 7 p.m. sharp. The doors actually open an hour earlier. $10 entry, 21 and over show. And then this weekend, our next guest is playing a free concert. And guess what? This is a very difficult ticket to get because it's free and it's in a church. On the phone line with me right now, real treat. I've heard so much about this guy. I've heard so much about his orchestra. They play everywhere, and they're doing a show that they do each and every year over Most Holy Redeemer for Christmas. It's a huge concert happening this Sunday, the 19th. It's free. It's put on by the Village of Evergreen Park. Joining me on the line right now, Rich Daniels. Rich, the City Lights Orchestra is just such a big deal. People have been telling me you got to have Rich on. I'm just happy to have you on the show. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm grateful to be on your show, Chris, and thanks for the nice buildup and the introduction. So delighted to be here today. Thank you very much. So I, I looked online when I, uh, when I was first, you know, just learning a little bit about you, knowing that you were going to come on, and your picture, you're holding a saxophone. I'm a saxophone player. I played four years at Brother Rice under Leo Henning. I am an old school sax player. My daughter plays saxophone right now over in the Brother Rice Band and the Mother Macaulay Orchestra. She's using the same sax that I had back when we got it in the mid-80s. And so we are kindred spirits, my friend. Well, that's wonderful. I have the similar experience with you, as a matter of fact, because I'm also a Brother Rice alumni. I also played under Leo Henning and his son, PJ Henning, and Leo was very much a mentor to me for many years. Now, I'm clearly a bit older than you, but uh, I was at Rice from 74 to 78 playing saxophone in that band, and so my roots are here on the South Side and always will be, and I have a great affinity for that. And uh, The orchestra has been featured all over the country for the past four decades in programs that are wide in range, but uh, I love being back here in our community, and uh, Chris, the program you're speaking of is something that we've done now for about eight or ten years in Evergreen Park for at, at, uh, at Christmas time, and it's one of four Christmas concerts we present with the City Lights the Orchestra each year throughout the entire Chicago metropolitan area, and that's probably my favorite too, in, in so many ways, because it's part of our community, and we get to come back to the South Side, and, and it's always a, a treat for us to present it, and we always look forward to seeing all of our friends and family and neighbors from the community sh- showing up to see it. So when somebody hears orchestra, they they immediately figure, all right, it's all classical music. But you don't do that, do you? No, it's not classical at all. It's uh, I guess if we had to if we had to give it a name, it would be a pops orchestra in terms of presentation. But uh, the orchestra has worked with everyone from Sting and Garth Brooks to Ray Charles and you know any any pop icon you could think of for the past fifty years in America. We've had you know great great runs with great artists for many years. And so the music that we do when it's not with an artist reflects that type of style. So it's, it's pop, it's fun, it's, 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 good, it's good natured. And all the melodies they'll hear at Christmas time are the melodies that we've all grown up with from everything from Silent Night and Heart to Herald Angels Sing to the more contemporary songs like Grown Up Christmas Wish or Let It Snow or fun things, things that engage people's hearts and their minds in a meaningful way. That's what music does. And it's been two years since we've had a chance to do these programs. So it's, a special treat to come back this year and do these again. And I think we're all looking at it with a different set of optics these days and experiencing a level of gratitude that we may not have had for things we took for granted. 
I've noticed that I enjoy everything now that I see in a crowd, even when I didn't enjoy it back in the day. You know, I mean, when before the whole pandemic, I used to get frustrated watching these these plays they'd put on with my kids or when it, when like the little kids would come out and sing songs and none of them were singing, they were shuffling their feet. And I've got three kids, right? I mean, my oldest is in high school. My youngest is only six years old. He's in the first grade. And this year when I went and saw him perform and when I saw my daughter's winter band concert, I was more excited about it. I enjoyed it. I, I kind of brought it in more and appreciated the fact that I was able to sit down and watch a performance and, uh, I uh, kind of fell in love with watching those things all over again, even though I had gotten tired of them over the years. Do you feel like your crowd is energized more when you're performing? Is, are they clapping a little louder? It's it's all, you know, sometimes it's just a, more of an emotional response. People feel sentimental about what they've missed and what they remember and things that we took for granted. So there, there's certainly a different sense of appreciation, much like you're experiencing with your own children. And I think we're all experiencing that with many aspects of our lives, and especially things that we've missed. I mean, live music, live productions have been gone. They were erased from from the, from the planet for for that period of time during the pandemic, and now they're starting to come back. It's not fully back, but they're starting to come back in a very big and meaningful way. So, yes, to answer your question, there does seem to be a greater sense of appreciation, not only from the audience, but from the performers, too. I'm sensing the people we work with are grateful to be doing this again, realizing that they were blessed to begin with to be able to have to make a living at doing what they do and that they've missed it dearly, as have I. So it's 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 a... It's a different set of optics. Like I said, it's a, we're all looking at the, the world through different eyes these days. So back when I was uh, in the band and, you know, I, I enjoyed playing saxophone. I enjoyed my experiences at, in the Brother Ice Band and even the year that I spent at UIC. Uh, there were always people around that, that wanted to make it a career. And I, I never saw it. Like, I loved playing music, but I never saw it. You not only found a way to go play, but you have your own orchestra. I mean, you're not a member just per se of the City Lights Orchestra. It's Rich Daniels and the City Lights Orchestra. How do you get your own orchestra? Like, how do you get to this point? Oh, boy. I, I think I, that's a good question. I, maybe I lost a bet, and that's what happened. No, I don't really know how it all that. You know, it, it started when I was at Brother Rice. We started the orchestra with what was then called the Big Band Machine and specializing in music of the big band there. We got a lot of encouragement from a lot of the adults around us at the time and people who were in the industry, from Leo Henning to a man named Jim Moore to my own parents. I can think of many, many people who did a lot to encourage us when we were 14, 15, 16 years old and started this thing. It morphed into the City Lights Orchestra in 1990, and it was just a, kind of a dream and a vision that I had with others, and you know, it was a shared vision, and we, we made it all happen. It's been nothing but... Uh, you know, uh, Sunshine and Roses for many decades now. We've employed many thousands of people with the orchestra programs across the uh, across the country. And, and then the last 10 years, Chris, we've gotten very involved with television. I've worked for 20th Century Fox and Disney for the past 10 years on a variety of uh, television programs, including six years as the music director on uh, the television show Empire. So it's been a lot of good fortune, a lot of hard work, and a lot of uh, uh, drive and determination by a lot of people that helped me and the others with me to be successful in this industry because there is no roadmap. You know, like you said, when you were at Rice getting to uh, to be a professional in this industry, there was no clear-cut path. It's not like you have a resume and you apply. You have to kind of be a self-starter. You have to kind of want it. And then with anything in life, if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. So we're very fortunate. We've had nothing but uh, good luck for many, many decades. So is this your busiest season then? I would imagine because you're doing these Christmas concerts and you probably have other things that you're doing year round. And so now the schedule gets really cramped and, and, and really full for you. 
in, in, in an ordinary times, it, it would be. This year, it's busy, but it's not as busy as it used to be in the, the old days when we would be doing corporate shows throughout the entire holiday season, as well as association business and some galas for, for nonprofits, in addition to the Christmas concerts. You know, people are coming back to those things a little slower. We've done some large galas with the orchestra in the last two or three months. Uh, we've done some, some philanthropic events. But it's not at the same level we were doing them at prior to this. But uh, the Christmas concerts are a real focus. There's something we really enjoy. And our musicians do these concerts in what's called, through our musicians union, through what's called community service. So they, they receive a wage that's less than they make when they work with me in, a, in, a, in an ordinary show or a regular circumstance. Because these are community concerts. We do four for the holidays. They're all free. They're all open to the public. The one at Evergreen Park is one of my favorites. Like I said, it's usually the fourth, the last one we do. The other one, first one occurred this past weekend on the west side of Chicago. This Friday night, we'll be at Holy Name Cathedral for what we call the Rector's Christmas Concert. This Sunday, we'll be with Cardinal Blaise Supich for a concert that's uh, with him called the Cardinal's Christmas Concert, Holy Family on Roosevelt Road. And then the last concert is Evergreen Park. And it's just such a great feeling at this concert. I, I, uh, I, wish the, I wish that Holy Redeemer was bigger than it is. It holds 1,200 seats, and I believe that most of the tickets are gone right now. But if people show up, people seem to find a way to come in the doors. It's free. It's open to the public. It starts at 7 o'clock on the 19th. And, uh, it's um, again, we we're very blessed to have the, the reaction that we've had for the number of years of presenting these programs. The, the nice thing about being a performer or an audience member is that we're both equal in terms of what we're trying to get and give out of a situation. You know, it's, it's, it's not just the orchestra performing for the audience. It's the audience responding for the, the musicians and the vocalists. And there's that chemistry that's formed or not in the best times, in the best circumstances. And, you know, these, these concerts have been very special. and uh, We missed them dearly last year. That's why this year we're so looking forward to bringing them back. Rich Daniels and the City Lights Orchestra, a show that you cannot miss. If you've seen it before, I'm sure you're already planning on going again. If you've never been there, it is definitely something to check out. Rich, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you jumping on the show. And, uh, you know, one day, maybe I'll uh, dust off the old uh, saxophone and uh, I can I can play background to you because I'm sure you're a lot better than me. We'll get you a union card and put you right in there, Chris. Anytime. <laughs> Let me know. Through the on Uncle John. 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 Uncle John. Hear the hot clock strike, 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 Uncle John. Hear the hot clock str
Classic caroling. It is also a good season to get over to the Double Play Saloon and check them out over in Blue Island, 13011 Western Avenue. That bar is awesome. Darts everywhere. They got a dart room in the back. They got darts up front. They got anything you can think of behind that big, long, classic wooden bar. Beautiful high top tables. But it's all in that style that Blue Island has, man. And I love Blue Island. I love hanging at the Double Play Saloon as well. Daily $5 basket lunch specials, $13 Miller and Bud Family Buckets. Check out their Facebook page daily to see items that they are featuring, including temperature soup. You pay whatever the temperature is outside for a bowl of soup. If the temperature is below zero, it's free. And they got slot machines there, newly remodeled, private gaming area, you have to be 21 or over to enter that and do not forget New Year's Eve at Double Play Saloon. No package, no commitment, cash bar, ball drops, fireworks show at midnight, 21 and over. Of course, that's the Double Play Saloon in Blue Island, 13011 Western Avenue. You like hanging in Blue Island, don't you, Bill? I mean, this is like, that's one of your spots. That's one of your haunts. You like to get out there. Although, uh, uh, you're drinking something different these days than what you used to drink, as I can see here at the bar. You're in the seltzers now. And you have two different kinds of seltzers there. You have the Bud Light seltzers, and you have Corona seltzers. And now I just gave you I'm a 70-calorie white claw, and you made a face like it was beneath you. And I'm, I'm like, not. wait, hold on a second. How does a seltzer drinker look at a seltzer and be like, yeah, I just don't like this one. I'm this not, is crappy seltzer. I'm not even seltzer. embarrassed anymore that I drink seltzer here and there. Like, I'm not a huge drinker anymore, Like, but beer has like been... A, I mean, I've turned 44, and beer started wreaking havoc on my body. I don't know why, but anytime I drink beer, even one... Like, it's just, I'm, my whole body, like, just wants to die afterwards. My new beer that I've been drinking, and I'm drinking it tonight, is that I started drinking Guinness again. Yeah? And the reason I started drinking Guinness is that I realized that if I'm always drinking craft beer, I'm going to be ginormous. Yeah. And I'm going to have all kinds of health problems. Like, I just sure. can't do it every night, right? Like, I love a great craft beer. I love going to these breweries. But the problem is, when I go to Miller Lite, it's just too gassy. Okay. And with a Guinness, Guinness actually has, like, Basically, the same amount of calories, like a meal, same amount, of, same amount of fat, same amount of everything as a light beer. It's very low, and its alcohol is low too. So I don't get myself bombed. I don't get a headache. I can. You have, would think it, differently because it's like more. Right. It seems heavier. But right? because it feels heavier, I don't drink as many. Of them. Oh, okay. So I've decided now, like, like it's like, hey, I want to have something that like feels like I'm drinking something heavy, so I don't drink too many of them. Yeah. And it doesn't have a lot of alcohol in it, and it's smooth. Yeah. And I've started drinking Guinness. Like like I'm like I'm a Southside Irishman. Yeah. So without the beer, I'm either doing whiskey or vodka or these. And you know, if I drink a ton of whiskey and vodka, it's not a good night for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I can drink seven or eight seltzers and you know right. get, get made fun of. 
and you looked at the pineapple one and turned your nose up at it. I, I just never had this kind. Is it because it's pineapple? No, I love pineapple. It's fine. It's because it was mine? I don't know. It's a lower quality I'm a, I'm, seltzer. It's, it's a self-shame thing. There's actual difference. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> As we head towards the finish line of this episode of Southside Pod, it's now time for your Southside Pod Word on the Street, brought to you by Leapforth Law and my good friend, Larry Leapforth. From personal injury to criminal defense, real estate law, probate, and even corporate law, a local guy that's been in business since 1993, right here on the South Side, still over in Oak Lawn, 4001 West 95th Street. Larry is there to help you. Make sure you reach out to him today, 708-499-6300, or go to leapforthlaw.com. In Oak Lawn, this Sunday from 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., there is an ugly sweater brunch. Deja Brew Bar and Grill is holding this. Live music by Grace and John. Wear your ugly sweater and enjoy some Christmas-inspired cocktails. One Allegiance Brewing, who's been on the show several times before, this Saturday the 18th at 6.30 p.m. is having beers with Santa. They're also having fun with ugly Christmas sweaters. Better get those things out. The fluffiest, ugliest, funniest, and itchiest sweaters will win One Allegiance Brewing t-shirts and gift cards. Mario's Tacos will be out there, and they're going to be taking pictures of you with Santa. Meanwhile, Mount Greenwood and Evergreen Park and other parts of Chicago, everybody was involved in this thing the other night. 51-year-old Chicago native Southsider, she hit three vehicles trying to work her way back home or maybe to another bar, I have no idea. Hit and runs at 99th and Sawyer, then 101st and Sawyer, then she slams into an SUV at 103rd and Central Park. Was this in the middle of the night? No! It was 6 in the afternoon on Tuesday. Look, I'm all for the spiked eggnog and the holiday cheer, but let's just calm down a little bit, okay? Couple weeks left here in this holiday season. Pace yourself. Now, if any of those cars needed a tow, I have a recommendation for them. Dreamers Towing and Recovery. They cover the south side. They also buy your junk cars, and they'll come right to you. Put this phone number into your phone, 773-410-4549. Meanwhile, a really cool event coming to LSIP at the Bullpen Sports Facility at 5012 West 123rd Street. There is a catcher's boot camp January the 22nd, $50 a session, and there's a max of 20 girls per session. There's an advanced session and a beginner intermediate session on that day. And also January 21st and 22nd, sign up now, same location in LSIP. Holly Girl Fast Pitch Clinic. Presented by Grinders Training Academy. Get more information at grindersacademy.com. That's grinders with a Z. Or just sign up via text 773-569-7487 right now. And in Palos Hills, they're clearly trying to be the best of the Paloses because Santa is coming this Sunday and he is going to be going on a big tour of the area. In fact, they have a Santa tracker for the entire event throughout the day. You can check out the map, palishillsweb.org, kicking off and ending at 108th and Roberts Road. 
And finally, I have a bit of news from the broadcast basement on demand radio network. This is not the only show on that network. This network also has shows like the EP podcast out of Evergreen Park and also Socks in the Basement, the place for you to get your White Sox coverage for fans, by fans, anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. A couple of weeks ago, we became the featured podcast of SocksOn35th.com. And now on Friday, the day after this show comes out, White Sox closer Liam Hendricks sits down with us for 30 minutes on the show. It's a great interview. I just finished recording it earlier on today with my partner on that show, Ed Siebert. Make sure you check that out. We are going to take a week off. I have not decided if it's next week or the week after that, but I'm giving myself a week off somewhere around Christmas. So we'll either see you in two weeks or we'll see you next week. That's why you got to be subscribed. See, I leave a little bit of ambiguity in there. You don't know when we're going to pop up. We're sneaky like ninjas. We're Southside Pod. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to see what's happening on the Southside Pod. On the Southside Pod. Join us again and be sure to tell a friend about the Southside Pod. About the Southside Pod. All things about the neighborhood we live in. All things about the places that we go. It's the best side of Chicago, the Southside Pod.